card, like PayPal, you know. Oh, so, gosh, yes. So re redo my new card when it comes in. Um, but I don't know. It was pretty, pretty frustrating, the whole thing. And so I ended up out of money. I had to write. I had to use my credit card to pay for my break. Which I don't. I don't like using my credit card at all. Anything. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. had to have a car. How did you stop? I mean, if you're a half mile from home. Quarter mile? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, very good question. Uh, basically, I put it shifted down to low. Mm-hmm. And kind of. Yeah, I didn't have to turn around because. I can keep going forward, go down by the golf course and around back up. So I did that. So the only two places that I really came into any problems were pulling off the golf course road back onto a, a route called 53. And I was ready to shift into neutral if I had to. But no cars were coming, so I just kept going. I went right up onto it. Did you have an emergency brake working? Yeah, but I can't operate it real well with my arthritis. The handbrake. Well, if you, if you've got a car coming at you head on, I guess I'll bet you a nickel you'd stick. Oh my God! Yes, the handbrake. Yeah, I mean I, you're talking. You know, then I pull into my. Then I'm hoping there's no cars coming. When I have to pull into my house, the other side of the road. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to stop at all. I wouldn't know like once I go past my driveway, I wouldn't know what that was doing. I don't. You know, I mean. <laughs> Wait till I stop, shift it in reverse. I don't know. But you really did have yourself an adventure, didn't you? Didn't have to worry about that. Um, when I pulled in, I started picking up speed again in my driveway. I'm like, what the hell? And I, and I shifted it into neutral, and it got there and stopped. Wow. Scary and the guy stuff. that drove it down to the garage for me, I wanted him to ride, you know, shotgun and, and do, the, do the emergency brake. He ended up taking it by himself, and he came back. He was like, that was quite an experience. I said, I bet it was. I told you I'd go with you. He goes, oh, we got it there. So okay. then, well, I knew my exhaust was gone on it. And, uh, you know, I was having muffler problems because you could hear it. Yeah. And I was hoping that that was just like the tip of it, you know, that, or just a, a hole or something. I said, well, why you got it up there? I don't want you to fix it, but look at it. Well, that wasn't good news either. That's gone all the way back to the catalytic converter. So sometime between now and June or May, when I got to get it inspected again, I think it's April or May, I got to come up with another 300 bucks to fix that. I don't know where the hell that's going to come from. So a whole lot of ice skates this summer, winter, I guess. I had a Fuel bills that I wanted to spend two hundred and fifty dollars on. Three hundred and eighty four dollar bill because I'm gonna need some more in a couple weeks. I'd like to pay off the last one before I order more. Yeah. You know, because otherwise it just gets it just builds up. Well Fred, I guess it's time to go to the bar and get stuff more stuff on eBay. Yep, and sell some skates. Yeah. And I think I'm gonna go to the credit union and see if I can Take out like 500 bucks for a year. Mm. Um, payments aren't that bad. They're pretty low. 
I could use it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't like to borrow money either. But I'm going to have to, I think. It was just everything. One thing right after another. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. But then I go to name one, and all is right with the world. <laughs> I almost made it for another hour, and you and Bob ganged up on me. Oh, so happy, though. Made me happy. Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Yay, yay, yay. Hooray. Whoopee, whoopee, whoopee. It's 1988. Whoopee, whoopee, whoopee. The last time we got this close, Boston Cohen smoked us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hooray! Yahoo! Hoorah! And stuff That's like that. Yes! Wah! Wah! Boom! Wah! Wah! Whatever! Well, I did see that play and it was fantastic. Oh, do tell! Well, it was great. And now I remember what it was about, now that I saw it. It's about this girl who gets dumped. <laughs> the sorority girl? <laughs> Really classy stuff here, eh? And, she got dumped. Okay. Stereotypical dumb blonde, right? Okay. And she goes to UCLA, and she gets and she's like the president of her sorority. Yeah. She thinks she's going to get proposed to, but her boyfriend basically tells her that she was great while she was at UCLA, but now that he's going to Harvard and law school and going to make a career that he's going to have somebody more serious. So he dumps her. Well, she gets into Harvard Law School, follows him into Harvard Law School. <laughs> and, and the whole point was to try to win him back. But while she's there, she discovers that she's actually smart and she can do things. And she uh, becomes uh, like the top in her class and falls in love with another guy and the whole thing. And it's funny, though. It's a comedy. Um, I would hope she, so. There's this one part where, uh, there's a couple parts that are pretty funny where one, one time this, this girl testifies that uh, something about she was in the shower and that's why she didn't see the murder of the daughter. She didn't see the murder because she was in the shower but she just had a perm. And so, this girl, this is like right up her alley, you know, perms and all this. Well, she understands that you, you can't wash your hair after a perm for 48 hours. So it basically destroys the girl's story, because she was saying she was washing her hair the night after she got her perm. So she tears that testimony apart. You have to see the play again. But it's pretty well, good. I was, think, I was thinking of the dumb blonde comment that you made at the beginning. Yeah. And it dovetails with something I said tonight. I don't know if you have seen the commercial for, it might have been a Prius, I don't know, one of the energy-efficient cars, and you've got this stupid woman standing there, and she says, I don't buy gas often enough that I forget how to put gas in my car. Oh, and I thought, yeah. you, honest to goodness, have resurrected the dumb blonde. Yeah. How can you forget to put how to put gas in your car? Dear me. 
Although, I did know a girl at college who her father bought her a brand new sports car. Yeah. And she ruined it because she didn't realize she had to put oil in it. <sighs> yeah, totally seized the engine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh no. I mean, that's engine bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if this was a brand new car, what the heck is it doing leaking oil? Oh, it wasn't leaking oil. Well, where did the oil go? Uh, well, eventually, oil will... You have to refill your oil every now and then. Oh, periodically, yeah, but... Never did at all. Oh. At all. She never checked it. It lasted she, her... She didn't have it serviced very often either, did she? Oh, she just put gas in it. Yeah, if she, I think she got it for high school... High school or no, she got it for high school, that's right. She was driving it in college and it died in college. It was only like two years old. But her engine ceased. Wow. And, uh, uh, can you spell ditz, boys and girls? <laughs> like, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not a mechanic, but I don't know if to... <laughs> you know enough to pull into a gas station once in a while and do something other than pump gas. You know, actually, wow. And plus, you got to change it every so often, too. Yeah. Well, that's why I said she didn't do service very often either, did she? Not. My. Well, anyway, right. But no, this girl played the part really well. God, what a voice she had! It was, it was, it was a good play. I, I enjoyed it. Um, well, it sounds like you had a good time, and I am glad for that because, my gosh, you deserved something good in this week. I know. <laughs> I know, I know you know, you poor guy. You you really had a humdinger. Um, things about weeks like this, and you know, they got to get better. They can't get much worse. Well, uh, no, I hope no, not. No, we don't think that way. We're going up. We're going up. <laughs> i got to make some money. Hopefully, I'm going to I'm gonna try to use Craigslist this year for my skates. And hopefully, that will bring some people in. You bet. What's the benefit to Craigslist over something like eBay? Uh, well, you don't have to deal with shipping, for one thing. Because somebody comes and picks it up? Yeah. So it's only local. You wouldn't you wouldn't post it, post stuff nationally? On uh, Craigslist, I wouldn't. Um, if I'm going to go national, I might as well go eBay. The other thing about Craigslist, though, is it's free. Oh, that'll work. Doesn't cost me anything to put anything on Craigslist. How do they make money? What? How do they how, make money? How does Craigslist afford to stay up and running? I don't know unless they have advertisement to support them. Yeah. Do you see any ads on the pages when you open it? No, I haven't used it enough. I've only used it a couple of times, but I'm not really aware. I don't know. I've only used it on a few items here that I've got a few things that are kind of nice, but they're they're not worth the shipping weight. You know what I mean? Sure. You know they're nice items, but by the time yeah. I get paid, and by the time we get paid for the shipping, mm-hmm. it's not worth it anymore. Um, so I, I put those on Craigslist and haven't sold anything yet. Well, we still haven't forgiven you for the squirrel. Oh, why not? I got good money for that. <laughs> That's precisely why we haven't forgiven you. Yeah, poor, poor squirrel. Oh my gosh! You know, we think you 
gave us this wonderful story about the being the first present that you had bought your mother with your own money. And I've just got tears in my eyes here. And I, I said, well, what happened to the squirrel? <laughs> Since I sold it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. The end. The end. Oh, Fred, you are a piece of work, I'll tell you. That's a memory. The memory will never go away. <laughs> you know. I didn't need the you, to take it you are funny. You are a funny, funny person. So what kind of temperatures are you into up there? We're talking with Fred in Vermont. Uh, excuse me, we're talking with Fred in Vermont, so um, people know where you are. Uh, would you ask me that again, please? That's another Christmas story. Did I ever tell you about the gold, the gold unicorn? No. Oh, Wait a minute. Is this is this an emotional story, and then you're going to get me at the end? Yeah, I'm going to sell it on eBay again. <laughs> All right. I'll, at least I know ahead of time. Okay, go ahead. It was, uh, oh, God, it was probably, I was probably 18 or 19. It was Christmas Eve, and I hadn't gotten anything from my grandmother. I'd forgotten my grandmother. I don't know how or why or what. I was going through my presents. Everything else that's got an emotional attachment to the rest of the world. Tell a person. It's a lot. The only reason he's not selling his cousin, he'd get busted. Yeah. Oh, deliver me. Slavery went out a long time ago. I know some people I'd like to sell. <laughs> I think you'd like to ship them. Is yeah, is yeah, really... I need a giveaway probably. Yeah. But. There's not too many of those. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, we're starting... I don't know. I've never had a... 
attachment to things. Clearly. <laughs> you didn't well, have to. The rat, though. I keep you didn't have to explain that one. Well, I keep the stupidest things, like, uh, um, well, pictures. That's not stupid, but I keep pictures. Okay. Uh, and I keep things like, uh, well, I don't know, like old phone books. your grandmother's statue and you kept an old phone book? Because it's got my mom's handwriting in it. So I keep okay. It. It's All got right. the old bakery number in it. So I keep you, it. Uh, you I, I don't strange. I got strange logic. <laughs> uh, I got my dad's eighth grade all his military records. Nope, those won't go anywhere. I got oh, his eighth no, okay. grade diploma. I'm going to keep that forever. Okay. Yeah, their birth certificates, um, their wedding album, their wedding. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. All that, you know, it, ge- genealogical stuff. You know, the genealogy and all stuff. that. Um, matter of fact, I love the internet for that. Ancestry.com is a great site. Um, I'm thinking, because I'm not going to have a lot of money this year. I wish I still had Family Tree Maker. I got an old version of it, but you can take that information and you can make all these really cool gifts like calendars. Yeah, you did talk about that. I'd like to still do that. It might be a way out of going out and spending a lot of money. So what happened to it? Well, I've got, I did do one for my brother. Yeah. That's what he's going to get. Um, but my, I basically stopped my prescription or subscription because I didn't have any money. I wasn't working this summer. And I don't have the newer version of Family Tree Maker, so I'd have to use the old one, which I did with my brother. And it's all right, but it's really weird. It works funky because I got XP. And it's not designed for XP. Okay. I got a Windows 7. Yeah. And it's like a 98 program, Windows 98, Mm -hmm. what I got. So it doesn't work smoothly. I mean, it works, but it's not, I don't know. I wonder if there's a way I can do it without going through that program. You know, take the information, because I got the pictures. Plus, my standard doesn't work anymore. Can you get a a lower version of the program, which would work with uh, Windows 98? I mean, Windows 7, a newer version. Yeah, no, no, get an older version of the program because older cannot open newer or lower can't open higher, but higher can open lower. So, but it can't all the time. I beg your pardon? Exactly. They're old, it will not run on Windows 7. My stare won't run on Windows 7. There's no, there's no. No, I guess uh, I guess what I'm I guess what I'm asking is is the program I guess too like new? Say, like, there's no drivers for it. So, for example, I've got a scanner that I was using for years. Yeah. As soon as I bought Windows Seven, that scanner became useless. As soon as I bought a new machine. Okay. And what I what I was asking was that the if the genealogy program that you were using is n- too new for the Windows program that you're using. But it's not. It's too old. It's too old? How old is the program? Uh, I've probably had it for 10 years, eight, nine years. 
If we're talking Windows 98, that's 14 years. It's been like nine years. Maybe it's been 14. I don't think it's been that long. I don't know. It's, it's old. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Perry Mason tonight, and I want to know exactly how old each one is. Oh, dear. You, you, you about just, it. You've just got too many things going at the same time. Just it too many XP, things. When I had XP. Yeah. And then when I went to Windows 7, it still works mm -hmm. in Windows 7. Yeah. But not right, not correctly. And matter of fact, I've got programs here, games. I've got tons of games. Half of them will not run in Windows 7 because they're too old. Mm. Um, and that was the big beef with uh, the one that I, I never got, Windows Vista. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nothing, nothing old right of that. You had to buy everything new. Oh, people were just complaining something awful about Vistas when it came out. Yeah, yeah. I never got it. I went, right from, I went right from XP to 7. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't have a problem. I'm, I'm, but, and most of the time, you know, a lot of, and they did fix it, because a lot of the older programs will work on it, but some of them still, they won't. It's just that the operating system is too new. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why when I list games and stuff on, on eBay, like computer games, if, if I can't mm -hmm. run them anymore, I'll sell them. But I'll put it on there, you know, we'll not run at Windows 7. Mm-hmm. Or we'll not run it, you know, designed for... Because I got programs, games that were designed for Windows 95. Wow. Um, you know, and there's... Matter of fact, I've got down there, and if I can find the, I had a package with the startup disk and the manual. The computer worked. I have got down there what Candy called a laptop in the 80s, maybe early 90s. Remember the dark, this is before Windows. Mm -hmm. Oh, Do you remember the dark blue screens? Yep. Yep, that's what it's got. Yep. And this laptop, quote-unquote, weighs about eight pounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a big, and it, it still works. Sure. I don't know if anybody, if there's any computer collectors out there, I'm going to try to sell it online. It works like a charm if you, you can bet. find the software for it. You bet. You know, I got the startup disk. I love old stuff like that. I found a, uh, do, you, do you remember, you still there, Patricia? I'm here. Do you remember before DVDs and VHSs and laser disc players? I do. It, it was a short life thing around 1999 or so, a very short, brief period of time. It didn't last very long. Nope. Um, but they came in like big albums. Yeah. Just put the whole thing in, it took the disc out. Yeah. Uh, I've got a player and four movies I found out in the garage out here. They work. Working order. Well, and, and, and I, and heck, and, uh, people like the format because it looked really nice. Yeah. But it just didn't, it just did not click. Well, we just it was, must have been awful expensive. Yeah. 
put a movie out of one of them. Yeah. And then storage would have been a problem too. They're bigger than albums. Right. Yeah. Um, but they were cool. They were cool. And you also remember the. Uh, you probably didn't get them out there because you guys are all rich out in California. <laughs> <laughs> Us poor people, when VHSs first came out and <laughs> nobody had any money. Yeah. And the stores wanted to rent VCS, you know, VHR Reno Rentals. Right. They would have these little rental machines that they would rent you. I did not know that. Yeah, they were little tiny things. They could not record. They would only play VCRs. Oh. And you could rent them from the store that rented the video. So you take the machine home with you, hook it up to your TV, and lick, you know, lick your own VCR. Mm. But, you know, for people who couldn't yeah. spend, this is like when VCRs were first coming out, and they were like four or five hundred bucks. I remember in the stores in California in the 70s, must have been 78 or so, uh, going around and get, seeing the VCRs were going for 1100 bucks. Yeah. And now what, you can get one now for 30 bucks or something? I mean, it's, it's just incredible. You can get a portable DVD player for under 100 I know. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I'll never forget these little machines. They were just little tiny boxes. We used to get them all the time. They, they charge like two bucks for the movie and it'd be like seven bucks for the machine for like wow. three days. I remember blank tape. Like a passion <laughs> three, like twelve bucks if you wanted to record something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now I've got I would a like closet, a squirrel, please. A closet full of them I'd like to put on the DVD. VCR tapes? Yeah. But I gotta get a VCR. I don't think you can buy them in the stores anymore, can you? VCR tape, probably not. Or VCRs? No. Nope. Barely sell them. You want, a, you want a squirrel, Patricia? I want a squirrel. She wants a squirrel. You have any leftover squirrels in the barn? Uh, I guess look at the Sears and Robot catalog. <laughs> and the Nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> Nutcrackers. How appropriate for this. Show. <laughs> and what do we have tonight? We've got nutcrackers tonight. Yeah, she loves it. She usually told me she died. You're too funny. Well, Fred, I've got some questions here. Are you in the market for a question? Always. 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 This Always. is good. Boy, you know, and you've got one of the heaviest envelopes going out here. Um, so we're starting on a new list now. Let me see here. <laughs> All right, we're into horses tonight. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> no horses, huh? I'm uh, not real good at them, but give it a shot. I don't know. You got Your name is here next to um, the Cisco Kid. Yeah. Um, let me see. No. Uh, no. Nah, I won't give you a horse. Let me let me see what we got down at the bottom. We got a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, who was Miss Wong? Who was who? <laughs> <laughs> I take that as an I don't know. <laughs> you take it right. Okay, well we'll pass we'll pass on that one. Who was let who? me see. Yeah. <laughs> who was Margot Lane? Oh, that was uh Superman. Something was Superman. <laughs> That was Lois Lane. Margot Lane was somebody's secretary. 
Any any woman was somebody's secretary, it seems. No, she was actually not a secretary. I know the name. Then tell me. What? Am I, am I thinking of Lois Lane? You're thinking of Lois Lane if it's she Superman. With the, she with the young, or she, she with the lovely... No, 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 Walden, 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 Walden. Was she the make shadows him, woman? Make him think a little bit. Okay. Was she the shadows woman? There, I just knew you could do it. I knew you could do it. The shadow woman. Yeah. So what was yeah. she? What will I have? What was she? She was his woman. I know she was. <laughs> I don't afraid every time you call. Well, I'm glad it's late at night. <laughs> <laughs> How did they describe her? He liked the, the guy's secretary or... Yeah, well, they described him as the wealthy man about town. Oh, and how was, did, oh she was her, his, his companion. Yeah, oh, that's good. Margot that's Lane. Good. Yeah. And they called her the lovely Margot mm -hmm. Lane. Yeah. This is good. Okay, we're on a new CD list here, Fred. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Clean page, no lines, no colors, no scent, no scent space, no marks all over the place. Just a clean list. What am I going to put on yours for the first entry? I thought of one yesterday. It was one of those ones that does, like, like, like the little theater there, but I, I already got that one from you. But one of the ones that does those kinds of things where those different shows wasn't locked. But it was one of those. Like, let's pretend, or favorite story, or something like that there? It was like a theater show, like, um... Theater Guild or something? Theater Guild? Okay, yeah. You got Theater Guild? Sure. Yeah, that's it. All right, Theater Guild. Okay. Pick some of those. Mm-hmm. Theater Guild, you got it. Okay. Okay. We did good. Well, Fred, I sure hope that this coming week is a whole lot kinder to you than... The last one was maybe you just got everything all out and you can start December brand new and that will be a portent of It better January. be there's gonna be a real estate opportunity in Brandon, Vermont. <laughs> okay, well I don't think Patricia's buying yet. I don't think she's ready to move back to herself. Oh, no, I'm about eighteen degrees out. Oh dear. It's nice oh, and dear. No. No. When we make our rounds, you may trust us that Vermont in January is not on the list. Well, I think you should come in October. With all, with the pretty trees, you mean? Yeah. That's the time to come. Okay. All uh, right, well, it might have a couple of cold nights, but... How but cold is a couple of cold nights? It won't be 18 degrees, I can promise you that. Perfect. Okay. But, but lots of sunshine during the day and pretty trees. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, we'll pencil you in. The only problem is I can never tell you which week peak is, so you got to kind of guess. Okay, we'll pencil everything in. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Fred. I hope you have a better week. You take care of yourself. I will. This okay. Hi, Fred. Thanks. You guys, have a good week. You too. Thank you, Fred. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Our number seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Give us a call.
I told you this week on two separate news stations, people have been listening to us because both times somebody said, well, where am I going to put my stuff? Do you have anything, any stuff for Christmas? Asking guests on the television shows, well, what do you have that's special out there that people might consider buying for a friend? <laughs> what kind of stuff do you have? They've been listening. We've got them saying the word correctly. This oh, is good. Perfect. This is good. Good oh, stuff. Perfect. Really good stuff. Well, would you like to play a fibber? I would or, like to. Or, or my short short, or what would you like? I would like to play a fibber. That way I can stretch. Okay. And I can go get some ice cream. <gasps> Ooh, what color are we having today? Well, I, I'm going to go see if there's starving pumpkin pie. If not, I'm going to get into the eggnog. And we do have eggnog in the house, too. The good stuff? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. You could stuff some in the email for me, please. Please, please. Okay. We are going to be listening to Fibber McGee and Molly from November 24th, which is when we started this show, Mm -hmm. 1942. So we are in the middle of the war here. The name of the show is Fibber Gets in Condition or Fibber Getting in Condition. Names of shows get changed all over the place. There are some war references in this show. And we are going to a show. Hello there. You are here. You know, I cannot let you rest. I, we, I you cannot rest. I we, need to time in before you rest. We we've been act. We've been looking for you all night to ask you about a, what pirate or captain was killed in Hawaii, executed in Hawaii. Huh? Did you have? Do you have in your history in Hawaii a pirate who was hanged? Hanged? Yeah. Or killed or executed. I guess hanging is the a only way that they... Uh, captain? Well, uh, once I almost hung my wife, but... Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not a pirate. I know you're not a pirate. Oh, that doesn't count. No, that one doesn't it, count. I I just have to let you know that I I was really a party animal. I went to, I, I went to two <laughs> parties today. One for a 90-year-old lady that could really still sing jazz. I, I had to play for her. And then I had to rush over to the Elks Club and play for a wedding reception. And, oh, my gosh, I just came home about a half an hour ago, and I'm beat. I am so beat. I partied myself out today. And, yeah, you, well, got, and, you, you, and you got paid, too? And you got paid oh, for so it. This one, because they were good friends of mine, I donated it my service. Hey, by the way, yeah. University of Hawaii beat UNLV. Hooray! I think it was 48 to 3. Well, considering last year... 40 to 10. Considering last year, you went to UNLV, you went to the Las Vegas and they lost, so they about playing, right? <laughs> yeah, this year we just gave it to them. <laughs> what did the basket do? They won. They won yesterday, so they're going, to, they're going to go play Wisconsin for the Big Ten title next week. Yeah, and you'll be cheering your heart out, right? There's no place like Nebraska. Now, Nebraska, you. Now, wait a minute. Oregon is going to play in a championship game? No. Sta- uh, uh, Stanford, because UCLA lost to Stanford, Stanford and UCLA play. Oh, okay, okay. so Oregon is out of the championship picture? Correct. 
boy, that's really that's really frustrating. It's the, it's the screwy part of the uh, of the of the setup, yeah. It is screwed up. Yeah, it's screwed up. Yeah. Notre Dame beat USC. Yeah, that's true. So Notre Dame is undefeated. All right. They'll probably end up playing for the. And Patricia refused to go to the game at the Orange Bowl. So what can I say? Right, let's go, Patricia. You and me, Walt, should we'll go, go to the game. But whoopee, she whoopee, whoopee, whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to go to Miami. You know, she has something about going to Miami. So. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> whoopee! Whoopee! <laughs> How how is your cheer cheer cheer? <laughs> how is your new computer working out, Patricia? Oh, it's working great. Good, good. You have no problems with it, right? No. Why? No, I just wondered. You you're looking for your pony? Well, you know, I I uh, yeah, and I'm trying to put a thing for you to get um, I got some more Christmas shows that you, you probably don't have, so. Really? Oh, cool. Well, it's going to get to you before Christmas, I promise. But um, yeah, I know I know you love Christmas shows. And so. Oh, I do. I do, I do, I do. The writers did something special at Christmas time. I don't know. They, they got magical. And they did, they did their, some of their best work at Christmas times. Yeah, I heard, um, again, It's a Wonderful Life on Lux Radio Theater. Uh-huh. And, you know, Jimmy Stewart is just something else. Yeah. He, you know, he is great. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. The guy is just a, a true knight. You see, he comes across the same way he is off stage. They tell me he's very nice, for he's a real gentleman. Mm -hmm. And he he doesn't like dirty stuff. He... he, he, he you know, he's very conscious about, like, I think they said a cigarette company wanted to sponsor this six-shooter, and he said no, nope. you know. He, um, he, he was worried about his dog, so he bought the property next door, that way his dog could have a dog run. Really? Mm-hmm. Does he need a sugar daddy here? <laughs> yeah, because he, you know, he would have, he would have, he would have, he loved to grow stuff in his garden, and, uh, he knew, he knew his dog needed some some running space, so he bought the property next door, one of his for sale. And and Bosley, uh, it was a in Beverly Hill, it was a very small, common, ordinary looking house. He did, it was not very ostentatious, and he was notorious to walk into church and back on Sunday, so people could could uh, talk to him while he was going off to church and back. Yeah, he wasn't standoff. No. Was he? No. He was not, you know, just... And his Oscar, his Oscar that he won, won up in his dad, uh, his dad, uh, store back in, uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania. So that's where he just kept it there for people to look at. A real down-home individual, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Well, anyway, you two, I, I was just... Are you telling me you're going to go to bed before Patricia and I go, go to bed? <laughs> You guys sound so wide awake. It's unbelievable. I tell you, I don't know what you take. I don't know what you eat. I don't know what you drink. But my gosh, you guys sound really cool. Yeah. Well, Patricia has her cup of coffee, and I have my diet cherry coke. It's called a pot of coffee. A pot of coffee. A pot of coffee, and now I'm on a big mug of tea. Oh. 
Oh, you mix it up. No. Tea and coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't put them together in the same cup, but yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the two of you, I, I think you guys are, are great. I, I always look forward to hearing you guys on Saturday night as soon as I come home from wherever I'm at. And I always tell my friends, you got to learn to go online and appreciate old radio shows. And, so I got and this. old radio people like us. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess so. Maybe that's <laughs> it. Should I just leave out the O? No, of course you're 78, so I cannot. Yeah, see? I, I cannot leave out. How's, oh, before I hang up, how's the weather over there in uh, Florida? Well, they're going to laugh at me, and they've been laughing at me all night because when it gets down to 50, I am a frozen little rabbit, and this morning I was all wrapped up in my blankie. And I was so cold. Oh, Ron, I was so cold. It was 72 degrees out there. I was so embarrassed when I found out the temperature. I'm such a wind. You are. You really are warm. What is cold blooded or whatever? I don't know. But I don't know. Like in, yeah. in, I, I am a cat. I am in need of a fireplace. Yeah. I wish. Mr. Borger told this story about how his parents was really upset because they saw him sitting in front of a, a roaring fire, and they were very upset because they didn't have a fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so, that's good. Uh, very good. That's the kind of story he told. And then he said his great uncle invented the first burglar alarm, but unfortunately somebody stole it from him. <laughs> Oh dear. I mean, oh dear. And then the best one he told was he, his uncle, the same inventor, invented a drink and he called it One Up. And it tasted pretty bad. And as he was going up, the number two, three, four, it got better and better. And he made the last one was Six Up. And unfortunately, he died. Little did he know how close he came, you know? <laughs> he was almost there. <laughs> That's cute. And that's the kind of story Victor Borger was used to tell. And it's so funny, you know. The guy was a masterful pianist. But I know. But he could really tell good, fun stories. And it was really interesting. Well, Walden, well, what's on tap for tomorrow night before I hang uh, up? We have the, the monthly show from the Colorado Old Time Radio Club. And so we'll see what they're going to feature. Then after Dr. Mike, we're going to... Pull out some more John Dunning interviews. And I think the ones we're going to play tomorrow uh, include the interview that John Dunning did with Eve Arden of RMS Books. Oh, yeah. So that's, I think that's one of the ones we're going to pull out. We're going to probably play two John Dunning interviews tomorrow night. So uh, that's what's on the agenda. Patricia, you're going to appreciate this. I. I have a 1995 Toyota Corolla station wagon. And the reason why I have a station wagon is because I, I bring my equipment, my sound system. I need a station wagon. Anyway. Is it because, is it because uh, they, that's the only driver's license they allow you to have? No, they say you, once you own a Toyota, you never let go. Anyway, <laughs> but I have a Toyota station wagon. And my radio is kind of giving up. But get this. I... Well, you really appreciate this too. Uh -huh. I bought this radio um, from Best Buy. It has 
Um, it has um, AM and FM, of course, and C it plays MP3 CDs, um, you know, the file, and uh -huh. then also Patricia and Walden. It has what they call Bluetooth, meaning I can I can just bring my um, a, a cell phone and it'll hook onto my Bluetooth and it'll come out from my radio stereo speakers. I can listen to old time radio right in my car. Just to my iPhone and it's like listening to it on on a radio, and it's I mean what I'm trying to tell you is that also it has um, my wife told me when a song is playing on uh, a radio station, the artist the name of the artist will appear on the screen on the radio telling who is particularly singing this particular song. I mean the reason why I'm telling you this is because. Modern technology is just incredible. Well, I was just thinking, Ron, how good you are with technology. In other words, you are, you don't mind trying things out. You are a good guy that way. They're willing to, to see what modern technology will provide. Yeah, because I, I told a guy, I said, I love my car, but I said, this is what I want. I want a radio that can play CDs, not only wave CDs, but MP3 files. Mm -hmm. I want a radio that has Bluetooth, so I can, and then I want a radio that has a plug where I can, if I have my iPod, I can play my iPod music, and this is what, and, and believe it or not, it only cost me about, for the labor and everything, about $200. Wow. And that is cheap. Yep. For all, for, it's a, it's a pioneer, uh, deck, but for all that it can do, $200 is peanuts, because it's just amazing, and it's incredible, you know what they're saying, next year, they have this watch on your wrist, and they'll have Bluetooth um, abilities, and you can talk to, instead of talking to your friend on a cell phone, your cell phone will be able to be transmitted from your watch, and you can talk <laughs> the person just by you looking at your watch. I mean, this is what kind of things are. Well, I'll tell you another thing. My my brother wants to... ...your iPhone on your way home from work. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, I, 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 like, when I come home from a job, I can listen to Yesterday USA, mm -hmm. right in my car, and I, before, I would have to get an adapter and all kinds of stuff. No, it just, it just goes on Bluetooth, and it just goes directly to my radio speakers, and, and it sounds like I'm listening to old-time radio, like the old, old, good old days, from a car radio. It's just, I mean, yeah. I, it's just... I, it's mind-boggling and it's incredible what technology has been able to come up with. And I am impressed. And I know, to, are you, Patricia, you love your Toyota. I oh, love my Toyota. Yeah, you have a Corolla and you love it. You know? I love it. I cried when my baby got hit in Jacksonville. But this one is fine. Yeah. And you know, everything in my car works. It's, it has a heart, let me tell you, it has 188,000 miles on it, but 
everything, my transmission works, my air conditioning, and heater, everything works. Yep, they don't break down. No, they don't. They don't they break don't. down. The older, and the older ones are wonderful. I, I drive a standard shift. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I'm impressed. So yeah. I don't have the, the computer system problems that some of the newer cars, and not just Toyota, but when, when your heat goes down or your dashboard goes down and you've got an automatic transmission, you can kiss your wallet goodbye forever. Because but, you got to buy a new motherboard or whatever. Oh, you my know. gosh, yes. And with the standard transmission, I mean, you still have computerized goodies in there, but certainly not to the extent that you do with um, with a, with a, an automatic transmission. So I am just a very happy little camper. I know, you know, I'm, I'm impressed because, you know, you, you come from a younger generation, and yet, you can, you know, can still drive a stick shift. You know, some, some, it's scary when you have to have a valet park your car because some valets <laughs> can't even drive uh, a well, stick I brought, shift car, you know. I, I brought my car in for servicing one time, and the person who greets you in the, you know, the, the carport area, and then they drive it around to the service area, she got in the car and she got out of the car. She had to get somebody. She couldn't drive the car. That's I right. bought it here. I bought this thing here. What do you mean you can't drive my car? <laughs> no, and, and it's not, it's not, that. yeah, they cannot. And so when you are able to do that, they think, why would you want to drive a standard chip when it's automatic? But you, you love it, and there's nothing wrong if you love it, you know. Just love it. One last question, thing. Walden. How are you coming along with your hard drives that you have so many thousands of cassettes? Oh, we're doing good. Um... I just picked up one from Joey Hilligus, three carabyte of stuff. I'm <laughs> going through stuff, and Larry got uh, a two carabyte hard drive almost done for me. I bought one for another one for Larry, another one for Jerry, and I'm moving more stuff out here. So, and they're tr busy transferring radio shows and interviews and stuff like that there for me. So it's good to have friends. You have. What well, you, you, and you you got good friends because I know you're good to them. But boy, you're 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 blessed because they love you, and yeah. I know you love them too. But boy, they really take good care of you. And you know, it's amazing, right? That you put everything on hard drives and what do you call those kind of things? Um, external hard drives. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, you know. Yep. Well, anyway, I just started. I tell you how I am so impressed with. Modern technology—it just—it's just, it's just mind-boggling what else they're coming up with. I, oh, I mean, Patricia, you ever go out on Black Friday? Never. I had an eye doctor appointment yesterday. The place was empty. The parking lot was empty, and I went in and signed in. And this lovely person who's always behind the desk, I said, "How are you doing?" She said, "I'm so tired." Oh, I'm just really so sorry. Did you have a long Thanksgiving? She said, no, I stayed up for Black Friday. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. She said, no, and some of these places were packed. I said, Man, I had such respect for all of you people and appreciated your common sense. So you just flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> I don't I don't want to stand in line. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I've got some statistics on what happened with people coming out this year there was um let me see 307 million store visits were recorded 
on Black Friday. How much? Three hundred and seven million store visits. Oh my gosh. That's a, that's more than that's more than per, per, per person in the United States. I know. And that and that that headcount includes people who can't walk and babies who can't talk. Oh my goodness. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Well anyway you two I'm I I, I didn't mean to take up this much time but I just uh, want to let you know that I look forward every Saturday to see if I can chime in a little bit. And so we'll listen to Nebraska next week and yep. we'll see what happens. So until we talk to you guys next week, I will say mahalo, which means thank you, and I'm out of here. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha, Ron. Have a safe week. When he goes, he goes. Boy, when he says aloha, the... Button goes down on the last hop. Yeah, he he definitely likes having the last say. Yeah, <laughs> that's cute. I hadn't thought about it that way. That's fun. Okay, so oh. hey hey hey, hello there, you on the air? Well, good morning. Damn. Well, good morning. How in the world are you? I'm doing fine. I was beginning to get worried when I heard Kim come on and say, "We don't know where Walton and Patricia are." <laughs> Uh, we knew. Oh. <laughs> we knew where we were. That was nice of you to call. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Walden and I were just, right. you know, kind of cruising here. And we're gonna <laughs> we just thought the family, we just thought that the automation system were going to cover for us, and so we were just going to wrap up with one more story with each other, because I haven't talked to the Patricia all day. I was uh, doing stuff, and so we had to catch up before the show, and there, there you were. You and Kim both called. Well, I had just pulled up the station, and I was fighting sleep. Oh, I guess, uh, you know, when I heard nothing, I thought, okay, now is it like my, am I not doing well here on my side? You know, mm -hmm. am I not connecting well? <laughs> and uh, then I heard Kim come on, and it's like, no, it's uh, on, your, on your end. And uh, then I thought, well, I'm going to call and just see what's going on here. So, And then she said she was going to try to get in touch with you, so... But, uh, well, you did good. Know. Thank you for taking care of us. Oh, that's you did nice. good. So, how are you doing this morning? This morning, I am doing just great. Thank you. Yes, you sound perky. You sound just as perky as you did six hours ago. When when you finally rescued us and we said, oops, and we had to get on and <laughs> we haven't imagine? changed. Can you imagine, Patricia... Dan made sure we were going to be on the show, and then he took a six-hour nap. And then nap. he goes to bed. Yeah. I know. There's something wrong with this picture. Yeah, he takes a six-hour, and he, he wakes up, and he's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and he was still on the air. That's right. Absolutely. So I get, I'm getting, I guess, to my old stage. I like to get up early in the morning. <laughs> I got up about this time yesterday morning, and got up and got ready, and drove into work, and had nice leisurely breakfast, and... It's like, okay, I'm not sweating, worrying about getting to work on time, you know? Mm -hmm. I just admire somebody who can get up and move so much. I'm a slow starter. I, I kind of have to ooze into my day. Ooh. If I have to, I mean, I can get up and, and say, okay, I'm flying around here and I have to get somewhere. It's not a pleasant time for me. I would prefer to just take my time and do my thing. But you, yep. you get up and you go. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, I like to get into a pattern, and, you know, it's like I have to be at work early on Saturday, Saturday morning, so it's like, okay, I have to be there, and it's like I'm just going to turn my schedule to meet my needs. So, you know, I, I like to, I mean, I can stay up late, you know, and, but uh, at this point, it just doesn't adhere to my schedule, so you do what you have to do. Oh, and by the way, uh, if you don't hear from me for a couple of weeks, uh, don't get concerned because we're now getting into the period of uh, finals. Well, I mean, what? What are you going to have them preempt us for crying out loud, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you go ahead. You do your thing. But just don't worry if you don't hear from me. Well, but, Pause. But, uh, but, 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 yes. Oh, dear. Don't, we'll miss you. Don't they have computers in the library? They do, but I don't know if I really should be listening to you at work. We were educational. That's right. We had a whole bunch of educational stuff tonight, and we learned about pirates and, oh, yeah, lots of stuff. Well, good research for a reference librarian. You, you sure are. You, you're the best program I never heard tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well? <laughs> it's okay. not the company, it's the hour. Well, no, no, wait a minute. You're yeah. starting fresh here. Yes. So fresh. you have you have no excuses. You have to come up with really bright and, stuff. And I'm assuming these libraries are open 24 hours a day during final week. Bite so, your tongue. Now, now I would assume you should have them the, the graveyard shift. That way you you can listen to us at work. Well, I probably will be working most days until two in the morning. Well, just ask him to start you at, you know, 10.30 and go to 6. Oh. Uh, you're, you're just throwing my whole body clock into... Who can have a body clock? Somebody who gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning has no clock at all. <laughs> so you tell me your hours... Are going to be from, uh, what, 6 in the evening till 2? Uh, yeah, something like that. Something why, like that. Why do they do that to you, Dan? Don't you have enough seniority They can say, I'm only going to do the, uh, you know, the hours you want to do? You, you just, you, you listen to your superiors, and yeah. they say, we want you here at X time, and you say, thank you very much, I will be here at X time. Hmm. Well, we have X times two. Yes, you do. You do. So we'll oh. send instructions soon. Yes, that's right. That's, that's right. He's, he's so accommodating. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't call in, we will miss you, but I will understand, and I don't have to like it. I'll just do it. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted to give you a warning. Okay. Just what was going Thank to happen. Thank you. So. Thank you. Uh, yeah, there's some advantage to being out late at night because there's new people on the road. You, you, you true. Watch out for the deers. You know they'll be you know coming around and hopping out in front of your headlights. 
Deer hop. Well, they kind of bounce, don't they? The bunny, the 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 bunny bounce. Yeah, that's that's right. That's boing boing boing. Yeah, you're right. They they're like junior Springboks. You're right. Uh, did, they did, are. The dancing home on the range. <laughs> on the range where the deer and the antelope. Place? Place? Yeah. I see deer, but no, very mm. few antelope. Well, you got deer. You want to import some? Now we do have elk in the area. Really? Oh, how exciting! So, I've never seen one. Let me let me qualify that they have released elk in eastern Kentucky, and they are hunting the elk. I was just going to say, did they do this to stock so people could go out with guns? Uh, yes, I, I do I believe think that was the uh, the purpose right there. Walden, oh. would you please close your ears and excuse me when I say that's really sucky. Well, you know, um, I think Patricia would love to, well, the family built a summer place in Wyoming. That's what we had in the front yard was elk. Elk and the elk and deer. So I remember finally being out there and you just opened up and there they were, you know. So at least in Wyoming, the elk come really close. Yeah, deer are like that here. They're very common. I mean, they're almost yeah. a nuisance. They're uh, eating crops. Actually, it's getting so bad in the Midwest. Uh, the deers are actually really destroying a lot of the farmlands, and because they're they're over they're over grazing like places in Iowa and think they that they want some major deer hunt to try to control some of the properties. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and they are a nuisance. I mean. Uh, we have a casino down from Louisville on the Indiana side, and I bet down there um, the road, the state highway that runs along the river, uh, I'm sure there's a deer hit down there probably once a, a week. I mean, the deer crossing, you know, from the from the knobs over, you know, and going down to the river mm -hmm. to uh, get water, I guess. But they can't read that it's a crossing. Maybe, uh, see, they, they do read. That's what the problem is. They do read, and it says deer crossing, so they cross there. That's right. Absolutely. Doggone deer. You know, <laughs> someone told me that they had actually heard a person complain, well, why is it putting the deer sign here? We don't want the deer to cross here. You're kidding. I'm You're really kidding me, right? <laughs> I think they were. Well, actually, I think they were not making that up. They were. This person was upset because they were putting the deer crossing sign up. Actually, Patricia, in oh. California, you know, we're sort of the home of the environmentalist movement out here. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you know, they um, they were very concerned about the wolves in uh, Orange County. Right. And you know. They had they built a new freeway system, and they were concerned about wolf crossing the freeway. Mm -hmm. So the environmentalists wound up um, building a tunnel for the wolves and hand a sign, you know, wolf, wolf, please come here, kind of thing. So we that often is a, that is a very common practice. We've had um, panther crossings and turtle crossings. We've had them for years and years. But but you know how would a wolf know what to what how to read the sign and know what hole to go into? 
Well, I often wondered that about the Panthers, but, you know, apparently it works. But truly, we've had had cat crossings for a very long time. I can't believe that. Uh, But, you know, uh, uh, our park system up here, they're going to put in a, a, a nature trail. And then part of the specs for the nature trail, they're going to have to raise the trail it's a blacktop trail, but they're going to have to put in sections where uh, it's raised, and they're going to have to put in areas where the salamanders can cross underneath the trail. Salamanders? Salamanders. You know, the little... Yeah, I know. Things? Yeah. Yeah, those things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They claim that the salamanders will not cross a blacktop trail. All right. So, I guess we're doing our part for the... Um, You're doing your thing. We're doing our thing. Your thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that's right. Very so, cool. So, what's been the highlight of the night? Oh, well, wow. we've been talking about pirates. I heard that. I did. What do you know about pirates? Yeah, well, you know, uh, about... Let me think now. Back in August, I think, kind of pirate-related, they uh, had replicas of the uh, Nina and the Pinta uh, sailing up the Ohio River. You know, Columbus's ship? Sure, sure. Just so the two I of them, not, not the three? Kind of pirate-related. It was amazing pirate. how, you know, they took these timbers and affixed them and how it all stayed afloat. Indeed. They only had two out of the three ships recreated? They did. They did. Uh, They come through here, um, I think the last time they were through here was like five or about four or five years ago. And Uh you could go on and, you know, see how the ships were made. And uh, Well, actually, I forget which one, but one was three-fourths scale. So it wasn't quite... You know, the full-scale model. The other one was. Mm-hmm. But uh, you would be amazed at how small the ship was. And, uh, you know, it's hard to believe that you were, like, you know, if you failed on these ships, you were out there, you know, basically by yourself. I so know. I I'm, I'm, wouldn't be surprised only because I've already gone through my surprise act when I saw some of the boats, especially the the first boat that came over with, um, it was, it actually predated the pilgrims by a couple of years and they crossed the Atlantic in this thing. It was like a big rowboat for goodness sakes. I I know that's an exaggeration, but the thing was just a little itty bitty. I don't even know how they got people on it. Mm -hmm. That's true. Hey, on a related note, uh, did you ever hear what happened to the, the ship that got sunk by uh, Hurricane Sandy, you know, that bounty? Oh, the bounty, no. I no, hadn't either. I, I, I wondered if you had heard anything. No, they didn't have... Uh, the, the last I heard was on the day or the day after it sank, and they said they didn't hold out a great deal of hope because the water it was in was so deep. Yeah. So That's, I don't know if no, they've changed their minds on that. Yeah. Now, did the captain die in the... No. Yeah. 
No, no. the captain did not, but it, was it the first mate, Walden? I don't know anything about the story. It was story. One, of the, one of the crew members. It yeah. was a woman. Who I, was I a, don't a know anything. Member. I I never heard a story. They never you know, see, when, when the Hurricane Sandy went up the east coast, uh-huh. uh, that the it was a replica of the Bounty from Mutiny on the Bounty, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they decided they thought they would outrun the hurricane and went out to uh, to sea, of all things. Wow. And then got caught up in the uh, hurricane, and, and basically the ship, I think, was sunk. But, it did. Uh, they they did a helicopter rescue of the crew, wow. and several of them had gone into the water. Three got into the water, or just two, just two. But they they recovered everybody except the the one sailor, and I think she was a first mate. I think you could be right. They the last I'd heard, the uh, there were two missing, and one of the two was the captain, but. The captain was said to have been in some kind of a wetsuit, I think, that could... Uh-huh. Well, by golly, maybe she was 40. the captain. Do as, I far as, I, as far as I know, she was the only fatality in the, um, you know, in the, in the horror. It really was a horrible thing. Let me see yeah. what we've got here. Bounty storm. <laughs> I don't know What's why they didn't ever, go yeah. out to sea. I, I guess I, I guess ships can. I guess when they're tied up along the coastline, that they get battered worse than like being out at sea. I mean, well, I don't know what they were planning to do with this. I, you know, with the size of the storm that was coming up, and the the, the width of the storm, the the area. The, the mm-hmm. square yards, the area of the storm, was larger than Europe. Oh, I know. Well, I think, I, did I send you pictures of where we had the uh, the edge of the cloud line here? In uh-huh, Louisville? you sure did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, we're mm-hmm. about 800 miles from the coast, I guess. And it, it was just huge. It was, it was, so, but... Uh, Mm-hmm. No, it's a warm 27 degrees this morning. Oh, my gosh. You guys are just... Oh, this is nothing. Mm-hmm. Still searching for we... two missing. Go ahead. Oh, I said we were up in the... Uh, we were almost near 70 on Thanksgiving. Wow. Almost. I think they said it was like the fourth warmest Thanksgivings ever. It was beautiful that day. So you're ready for, like, cold Christmas instead? We're getting ready for Christmas. Well, in fact, we, in fact, we had uh, our Christmas celebration. They uh, light up cordon down uh, in downtown last night. Mm. They uh, string Christmas lights, and they have carolers, and the shops are open late. And, and uh, we're going to have an old-fashioned Christmas up at the uh, Battle Park cabin. I it's on the 15th. We'll... Uh, have uh, probably the Dulcimer Club in to play music. We'll have Santa Claus. We'll have cookies, and uh, we will have a great evening. I have an assignment for you. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! It's really a good assignment. It's there are like, so many. There are so many different styles of the Dulcimer instrument. 
Mm-hmm. So when you have a group of dulcimer players, yeah. I would like you to take a picture so I can see the instruments that they are using. Okay. Well, I I can do that. I they have they go around to different areas here for different festivals and they play dulcimer music. I mean, it's uh, quite nice and. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know of any other dulcimer club around. I don't know how popular, um, you know, they are. I, I think they're pretty uh-huh. unique myself, but I could be wrong about that. But uh, do, you, I, I, do you know of dulcimer clubs down there? No. In Florida? No. Okay. I haven't seen a dulcimer since I was in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a community called Sugarloaf, quite near where I lived, and it was an artisan community, and there was a dulcimer maker there. Who I, They really had some you know, furniture maker and um, blacksmith, and I mean, really, it was just, and these were working people. This was not like living history or anything. This is how they made their living, and uh, I, that's where I first saw a dulcimer. Uh, it was really cool. It was the hammer dulcimer he was making. Hmm. So it it was pretty cool. Um, it was uh, it was uh, a crewman. She was a crewman. Oh, really? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I can't find anything about the captain. Crews are still looking for Robin Walridge, sixty three. Uh, whoever that was. Hmm. Oh, gosh, it was really sad. Um, sailing was built for the mutiny. Called to say she had lost contact with the crew. I think what happened was that they were out on the water, and they were they were in a position where coming into land would have posed a, a great problem, and they chose to stay where they were. Now, that's, that's from memory. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that they, and I don't know this for sure. Again, um, I I didn't think it was that they wanted to outrun the storm. It was that they couldn't get in from the storm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which would make a whole lot more sense for seasoned sailors. Yeah. So, Although it was really a shame. Yeah, I might be mistaking the the bounty for the uh, for the actual navy because I, I I think. They send their ships out to sea because they can withstand the uh, the strength of the storm. Yes, better they, than staying they send inside their, or in exactly uh, you know, along the shore. Exactly, they can. They're made to withstand and stay balanced in horrific weather situations, mm-hmm. and they do. They bring them. They they chug them right out to sea and face the storm head on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And I'm not going to be anywhere near them. Ha, so there. So you're complaining about 50-degree weather in Florida? 50? I'm complaining about 70. (laughs) (laughs) I am such a little wimp. Let me see what the temperature is right now before I go eek. 51 degrees. 51 degrees. This is awful. I'm sorry, guys. I have to go climb under my blankie now. (laughs) I know. You laugh at me. I am... A wimp. I am a wimp. I admit I am a wimp. VK, 
Well, yeah, I was just thinking Patricia's not going to a football game at night in zero degrees weather. I guess uh, she's not going to a football game in toasty eighty degree weather. <laughs> have no fear; you do not have to change your plans to make sure I get to a football game. You have nothing to fear but my fear itself. Too funny. Sounds Too like you're not even going to be a cheerleader with your pom poms out there. I know. Oh, That's listen, scary. I can do that in the living room. <laughs> I, I mean, I was do, I was doing it before. Rah rah, hello. Boom <laughs> boom See, I can do it. Hooray hooray, yippee yippee. <laughs> woohoo woohoo. Yay team, go. <laughs> Go, go, team. So, everybody, if you want to have Patricia root for your team, just send the pom-poms. Two, four, six, eight. <laughs> Someone show me to the gate. I think we have a new program feature. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, yes. The cheerleader is here. The cheering team has arrived. Yeah. We have arrived. Well, Dan, your envelope is already sealed, so that means we're starting on a new list this month, and that means you have to answer a new question this month, this week, not this month. Well, actually, this is the end of the month. This is the last uh, Saturday in November. Next week it we sure start. Is. It is. Yeah, we start Christmas sure. next week. Yes, yes. Do you know? Do you know we'd be four hours into Christmas this time next month? Say that again, please. I said, do you realize we'll be four hours into <gasps> Christmas Day? Yeah. <gasps> month from now? Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This will be great. Well, we're going to be Merry Christmasing everybody um, next Saturday because it'll be the once, the once of Saturday. Yes. And if I disappear for a second, it's because I'm going to sneeze. And as soon as you say that, you don't have to sneeze anymore, see? That's true, that's true. Um, it really is true. Okay, tell me, we're into horsies. How are you on horsies? Well, I haven't ridden one in a few days. How about yourself? A long time. The horses long thanked time me. Ago. Yeah. Yes, the horses thanked me. The people on the first tee on a golf course happily put money in my cup to make sure that I do not play ahead of them. And behind them, especially, because <laughs> you never know where that ball is going to go. And the horses just smile and give me a little whinny. She's not here today. This is great, guys. We're going to have a good day. Okay, horsies. Horsies, horsies. You have to tell me the name of Wild Bill Hickok's horse. Jingles from Wild Bill Hickok, his horse, or, let me see, hmm, Gene Autry. Hmm. You know, see, I, can ask I don't hear too many westerns on USA Today anymore. I don't think we ever really had a whole lot, but it there they can be eclipsed by the number of comedies and detective shows and dramas. How many think, how many Western shows do we know about? Well, I guess there were a fair number of kid shows. I guess most of them were kid shows. Were they mostly played on 
mornings or Saturday afternoons? I don't know. Walden is the scheduled person. Did he disappear um, on us? Oh, there he is. I think a lot of the famous questions that we think about happened when the golden days of radio were starting to wind down in the 1950s. And a lot of those have been Sundays. Um, what about after school? Was was something like Little Beaver or um, yeah, the only Red Rider? Yeah, the only you, you had uh, Tom X, the Lone Ranger, and uh, Red Rider be about the only Western shows during during the kids' hour. And when was the kids' hour? Well, if generally five to six in the evening. That's when you had the uh, fifteen minute soap. And Tom X was on at 5.45. And the Lone Ranger was on at 7.30 in the evening. Okay, and so, so it was in that tr- uh, transitional hour. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I sh- and I think for a while that Little Beaver was alternating with Red Rider, uh, with the Lone Ranger for a while. But uh, those, but that's generally what the Westerns were, were heard. You know, the Gunsmoke, the Have Gun Will Travel. For Army, Six Shooters, those were traditionally Sunday shows or whatever. And they were the grown-up shows, They were grown-up shows, yeah. 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 Well, really um, did have a fair number. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're always right. Oh, I just fool everybody once in a while, that's all. I'm always right, and I say you're always right. Therefore, you are always right. Thank right? you, my dear. I appreciate the... Uh, the vote of the queen to be right? uh, be stamped. <laughs> All right, now we're back to horses again. See, you know how clever you guys are. It must be a guy thing. No one did it before. Um, who else did it? Right, Fred? No, it wasn't Fred. You always say I had a tendency to do that. You do, but you're teaching everybody so well. Oh. We wind up in side trips. We we take these tangents. Okay, okay, class with Walden 101. It certainly is. So now we are back. Gene Autry, Wild Bill Hickok, or his sidekick, Jingles. Name me a horse. I think Hickok's horse was called Buckshot. You are so right. Good on you. All right, Dan. That's not an easy one because we don't hear an awful lot of Wild Bill Hickok's. Yeah. Oh, uh, who, who played Jingles? I can't remember offhand. Uh, Andy Devine. Okay, I thought I thought he was Wild he, Bill. Hey, Wild Bill. <laughs> yeah, he was. He of was course, good. I, I I guess I've heard him more on uh, Jack Benny's show than on his actual show. Yeah. Yes, as the mayor, you are so right. Yeah. Uh, he did a good job on that. He he was he was a semi doofus. He was a mm-hmm. good friend, and he came through in the end so many times and rescued the day. But he really was a doofus. It was no, an interesting combination of characteristics. You know, you need to say that with a smile. Oh, I do. I, you know, say that, smile when you say that, Buckaroo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it. it He really was an interesting character, not necessarily Andy Devine specifically, but the character of Jingles, I think, had was was more complex than the character of Wild Bill. Well, you know that that, that's pretty much the same uh, way with uh, 
oh, uh, Chester, you know, uh, Sodfoot, you know, uh, Parley Bear's character, too, on, on Gunsmoke. Uh-huh. He could, he could play the doofus, or, you know, there were times when he had to actually, you know, be you know, very competent in his uh, work. He saved the day, yeah. And he saved the day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Dillon! Mr. Dillon! You know, that was, year, that's always how he always called for... That was Dennis Weaver on television. Mr. Dillon? Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Did, did Parley Bear do that yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, he missed it, that one. Mr. Dillon. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, you did good, Dan. Buckshot, that was a hard one. You really did well. Okay, so that means, what would you like in your brand new envelope? Shiny with not even a mark on it yet. I have a pretty specific request. Right, row. You sent me on some pretty good chases. What would you well, like? How about this? How about some? Um, how about some episodes of the Mercury Theater? All right, I can do that. Uh, with Kim, with Kenny Delmar. Oh, gee, I knew you were coming up with another one. <laughs> <sighs> you know, well, you, you know, and you and Chad get the prize. Well, you know, he, you know, what his more famous role was on the Mercury Theater. Oh, he, well, he was, uh, was he the, the announcer? No, he played, uh, uh, if you ever heard of the Wars, if you remember Wars the World? Yes. He was the one that did the Franklin Delano Roosevelt satellite. Oh, you are right, you are right. Yeah, I, that's, I that's Kenny Delmore, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He yeah. was, he, he was quite the, uh, I guess, you know, he, uh, really did the, uh, voice work on a lot of different shows. He sure did. Personators. Yeah. He sure did. Yep. So, did you ever interview him? No, but John Denning did it several times, and I played a couple of those. And, um... Uh, I think I've heard one or two of those. Yeah. And, uh, the sad thing about it, uh, he wasn't feeling too well. He had a he had a heart attack in the early 80s, but he still came to the old-time radio convention in New Jersey, and he was telling stories, and then and then he had a heart a heart attack in the hallways. Really? Yeah, oh. Yeah, no time. So good thing he had a doctor on call. Oh yeah. But they took you know, so they took care of him. But uh, but it's just it's one it's one of the memories to people who used to be going to the old time radio convention in New Jersey the time the time to recall that they need to take care of Kenny Delmar. Yeah. Was he in his eighties when he? I would say seventies. Um, seventies. Uh-huh. He uh, he he was a long time child vaudevillian. He made his living in vaudeville, uh-huh. and then radio. His wife uh, was talking to a friend. They suggested he should move into radio, and he did. And he had a long career. Um, but you know, but he was in. I think in his mid seventies. I have to look it up to see. But it's been like the mid-80s since he's been gone. So he's been gone for almost uh, 27, 25 years. But John Dunney interviewed me at least twice. And then uh, Dick Bird and Ed Corcoran sat down with him once. So there's a few interviews out there with Kitty Delmar. Mm-hmm. Great storyteller. I wondered if he ever, you know, he came up with Senator Claghorn. Right. And really, you know, that was the... 
basis for, you know, Falkhorn Lakehorn. Right. I wondered if he ever was, you know, angry with what came of, you know, his, I guess, no. intellectual property. No. Um, no. You know how he got the, and, and you know how he created the role? Well, I think he, didn't he have a senator from, uh, from, uh, Louisiana that he based it on? Actually, no. No? Okay. Here's the story. Kenny Delmar was hitchhiking going to the United States, going up to New York. Mm-hmm. And he hitchhiked a ride from a salesman from Texas. Okay. And the, and the Texan sounded just like Senator Craghorn. I see. So he just copied that voice and that whole style through, and so he was with him for hours, so that's how he based the the character of Senator Craghorn, the guy who picked him up and gave him a ride. I see. And that's the way his voice, and then, of course, he became the big phenomenon naturally, and then came out to Hollywood to do a movie based upon that. Mm-hmm. And then, the stuff I heard didn't seem to bother him. Uh, did, did it bother the person he copied? Probably never knew. Probably <laughs> no, never knew. When people have an unusual quirk of speech, they're usually the last ones to know that they have a quirk of speech. I tell you, Vaughn, that's a joke, son. And that's what he actually told him, that's a joke, son, and he spoke the whole way right down on the truck. I think no, I, I would have thrown myself I, I, out on the highway. <laughs> I just had this vision of Patricia riding with someone like that, you know, for six hours and and just enjoying it thoroughly. You can't, you, you can't make a picture of that, can you? <laughs> Kate, no way you could come up with an accurate picture on that one. You can close your eyes, you can make your brain into a theater of the mind, but you and I both know it ain't going to happen. I I could, I could, you would have almost as much fun as this turning into a sports show. (laughs) Could we talk football right now? This very minute. Oh my goodness. I I think I'd be throwing myself out the back of the car. I said, I'll walk. Thanks so much for the ride. Just let me out here. I need the exercise. But but Kenny Delmar and all those guys were um uh, basically were working on the Alan Young show. And when Alan's show folded in New York Fred Allen called him and asked, would he mind if he could uh, use some of those characters? And that's where Kenny Delmar and Titus Moody uh, were drafted and, and Fred reshaped them. But that, the characters were tried out on the Alan Young show. You know, I don't know if I've ever really heard the Alan Young show on radio. There's not that many. So really? That's huh? far, that's far, well, that's you'll have reason. an opportunity because that's in your envelope. Oh, right. I know, I know. I, I just Oh, you you have, have great faith. Chance. I haven't had a chance to play any of those yet. Well, that's because I've still got your envelope. <laughs> I know. Lordy, <laughs> 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 you're so How many funny. how many CDs are on the envelope there? Oh, Mother McCree. I think the thing weighs a ton. <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. It's um, All right. So. This is just the USA where Patricia counts how many CDs go to people. And, well, I, I can't because it's sealed, but it, it feels like about, Six. it's going to weigh in at about a pound and a half. 
so you'll you'll make it. Yeah, we'll make it. You'll do good. We will. We will. I can give you a hint. Yes. I've got a list on the other computer. Hold on. We already had Alan Young in there before I switched computers. Just ninety three, didn't he? I beg your pardon? Alan Young just turned ninety three. Uh actually I'll give you a big secret. Um, yes, he did have a birthday this week, and no, the date on there is not correct. Oh, really? Okay. I yeah. thought, I mean, I saw the birth date this week, and I thought it said 93. Well, Alan had confirmed okay. that that is, not the, that is not the correct year. Is he 96? Younger. Oh, younger? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, gosh, well, I'm, I'm glad he's still here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's... He, he's, he's much younger than what they got listed. Well, he... Gosh, he must have been pretty young when actually he got started then. He was. He was underage when he was, was doing... Was he really? Yeah. Now, did his Canadian show begin in 48? Uh, earlier than that. I think like... Really? In